Yes, people, and we're back with another episode of On The Duty. And today we've got someone who's had a colourful career regarding certain incidents. But we've got Mr. Watford, Troy Deeney. Thanks for coming on. Mr. Watford, you know. <laughs> Lloyd Doyle will be disappointed. Nah, I'm, you're Mr. I'm the Watford. prince of Watford. Nah, I'm going to give you the crown. I'm going to give you the crown. But to start, before we get into your, um, your journey, I'm an Arsenal fan. <laughs> uh, mate, that makes sense as to why you're so quiet outside, but go on. So I'm just a quiet person until the mic comes <laughs> on, isn't it? Um, you ruffled a few feathers a couple of years ago uh-huh. with the cojones talk, but wh- why did that come about? I think it's the wrong question. The question is, am I wrong? I'm not one of them diehard fans like the AFTV yeah. people and that, but certain but, times, now you're not wrong. Back then. Was I wrong then? In that one game for that one instance that we were talking about, was I wrong then? Maybe. Sorry. That's cool. Maybe. Well, if you watch the game back and there's a ball goes up with seven seconds before we score, ball comes up to Ozil, he hears a shout, ducks, kicks it to his shin, we get the ball, cross, goal. So what would you expect him to do? If he was, if he was your teammate, what to would you To not shit the bed and to take a touch. What's the worst that's going to happen? He gets fouled and you draw, game's finished, 1-1. One, one. But the term, know your teammates, if he's not that type of player, would you expect it from him? So you expect to pay someone 300 grand a week that can't control the ball? I'm pretty sure he can control the ball, but that one... He inst- didn't, so what did he do? <laughs> Heard a call the duck, yeah. Shit the bed. So you're allowed to say it. So that's what I'm saying. Like In the opinion of what you can say, like people go cojones and then use that for the next five years. Because remember, I said that five years ago. Yeah. We get relegated by Arsenal. Oh, where's your cojones? We were shit. We lost. We went down. Now what? You're back up, innit? No, but like, now what? Like, it's true. People lose. People in instances of what you're talking about. Like, when you're asked an opinion on a match, it's about said match. Yeah. It's not about the whole Arsenal career and if that player's good enough or if that player's, like, should be there or move on. It's about your opinion of that. And that's what frustrates me because. I said it about one moment in one game. Yeah. And it stuck with me for seven years because you lot are a bit sensitive. Not, I'm not one of them diehard fans. I'm yeah, just but a... you're an Arsenal fan and I just <laughs> asked you a question and you panicked, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, cool, cool. Let's move on, let's move on, let's move on. Um, speaking earlier, um, you're writing a book. Yeah. What made you want to write a book? Um, to be honest, it was more like to, to close that chapter in my life. So, we, you know, you'll see in the book I had a... a an interesting childhood. And I think to people that are from the community and from the area, you'll understand, you'll know my story 10, 15 times over, yeah. but to people that don't, it's a, it's a, it's a good read. It's a, you can uh, sensationalize it and make it bigger than what it is. But people that don't know, got beat up by my dad. He beat on me and my mom. Whoa, 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 whoa. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. Ask me about the book, bro. <laughs> Just <laughs> the book. Tell us but what yeah, it's like, so Basically, yeah, the long, the longer short of it is I've got an interesting lifestyle that we thought, let's say that because if it can help one person, Facts. then like I feel like I've done my job. So basically within that, it, it was that really like just try and get it done, help someone. And just where I'm at now is kind of like parking that part of my life. Yeah. Because I'm not that same person. Yeah. So everything I do now is more like to help. And that's very cheesy to say, but I am more for giving time and, and not necessarily money because I don't think money solves people's issues, but more time, advice, information. I think that's what I try and do moving forward. But I'm, 
obviously where I need to pay, I will pay. I can rate that. I can rate that. Um, did you struggle like transitioning from who you were before, like the younger you, to this this version of you now? Was it a struggle or did, was it? I just... struggle every day. That's why I keep him around me. <laughs> every day I struggle. He's um, I'd have nights like, you know, I'm not I'm not ashamed to say it. Like, I'd have nights we would be out having a normal night. I'd just start crying randomly. Like you'd think I was having like a mental breakdown. I'd cry for like two minutes uncontrollably, snap back out and that's it. Back to normal. People think I'm bipolar and that. But see like you, Mm -hmm. like the football you, people wouldn't expect that. And like what causes that? What causes the crying like? Um, Ultimately trauma really, but not, not knowing how to deal with process it because within the lifestyle of like like what I've come up in, I didn't go to doctors. I've not had a TB jab. I've not like I'm old school. You're yeah. sick. You eat oranges. You eat apples. You drink loads of water. You yeah. crack on. So within that, I went through a real. Obviously, my early life was a bit like I think when you're a kid, you can kind of pass it off and you don't really think about it too much. And as you get a bit older, like from the age of twenty to twenty two. Ended up in jail at 22. Yeah, so the two year, the two year spell, I lost three of the five people that raised me all within 18 months. And then I went That's to jail. Mad. That's mad. I, I can't, I can relate to like losing my mum young. Yeah. And then a year later, using, losing a good friend in like a gang situation. Yeah. And that made me realize that, right, like this lifestyle ain't for me. But for you to realize it at what age did you actually like, understand? No, I didn't understand it really until maybe 26. Cause I used to drink. Okay. So drinking used to like, suppress it for yeah, me yeah. and then it would come out in rage in like fighting and, and different issues like that um but ultimately like i dive i dived into things so like i dived into football heavy i dived into to drinking heavy yeah. whatever i dived into gambling or even like fitness whatever it was i dived into that really heavy and it kind of took my mind off it but i never went back and uh, expressed or, or even tried to break it down and peel back a layer like, right, why was I thinking like that? Or what yeah. was that? Because where I'm from, we don't talk. Yeah. Like my best friend over there, he's got, he's got issues that we now as older, we talk about. When we were, he's a little bit older than me, we're like 25, 23. No one wants to know what your issues are and if you're sad about missing your dad. And it was like, we're going out, we're going to have a good time. We're going to do what we're going to do. Like, and you move on to the next one and you only dealt with the issue when that arose. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, so, I get you. Yeah, I just think from the community, like even now you see like with this COVID stuff, people are like, don't talk about it. There's no conversations. It's just, we just don't talk about it. We're not having the vaccine. That's it. It's done. Do you yeah. get what I mean? Yeah. But there's, there's pros and cons to everything we need to talk. And I, I think that's what people need to do, in, especially in the black community, is to talk more. No, facts, facts. Um. When you were that age, why, I know you said like, we don't talk, we don't talk, but why didn't you talk? Like, I know why I didn't talk mm. because I put on this front, this, you know, I'm, I was on road doing yeah. whatever, whatever. Why didn't you talk? Because I was told not to. I was trained from a kid not to. Okay. You don't speak to police, you don't speak to doctors, you don't speak to nothing. What happens behind these closed doors is what happens. So even if we had a big bust up and a, like, I spoke about in the book, there's a family dispute where my dad got into it with me and my mum. Once we walked outside the door, that's it. You're Happy not allowed family. to speak to anybody else. Mm. You never show anybody else that anything else is wrong because it was classed as an embarrassment. You don't show yeah. any shame or you don't, you don't feel shame. You're not allowed to just part that up and crack on. 
And that's what I've done with a lot of my life. Like okay. instances will happen and people go like I'm resilient, but it's not. I just got this switch in my mind where I can just turn it off and carry on about what's next and what is the next chapter and what do we do tomorrow? And I don't really set 20 year targets. I set like 20 minute targets. Yeah. Like, what can I do to just finish that? No, I hear that. I hear that. I think I'm like the same. I don't have a switch. I'm just like carefree. I live day to day. Like if I don't have money today, I'm sure I'm going to have money tomorrow. It's not really an issue for me, isn't it? Like, yeah. I, I can say that. I, am, I do care a lot though. I've got kids. So I have to care. I've got people I care about, yeah. which means I do care. Because if something was to happen to them or an action of mine was to affect them, then I, I certainly care. But I've just got, like I said, I've got this switch and I, and I do it sometimes. Like if I'm arguing with the missus, let's say, she could be talking and I generally am looking at and I don't hear nothing. What's I being can relate said. to that. Do you oh. know what I mean? It just switches off and she'll go, what did I say? I'll go, huh? What? Like, just forget. I can definitely relate and I can do that. that with like the missus, with football, with anything. I just, it just switches off. No, I hear that. Uh, let's start talking about you like career-wise. Um, you're quite outspoken. Like you <laughs> put all your cards on the table, lay all mm-hmm. your cards on the table. Do you, has that affected your career? Or have you yeah. been, like, was, how, like, what can you remember or what can you tell us mm-hmm. that being outspoken has, Stopped you from Stop playing moves. Or okay. It's, yeah, it's definitely stopped moves. I believe that um, it certainly hampered certain like England aspirations at times because like we've only just met each other recently and you like can see that I'm cool, I'm yeah, happy, go cool, lucky, yeah. I'm whatever. But if you don't know me, you see the football version of me and me being outspoken, it that doesn't correlate to me being a, a welcoming kind of guy. So why would you want that in your team? Why would you want to bring that kind of potential trouble into your team? And um, yeah, it's definitely stop moves. But you see that, wouldn't the club that's interested in you speak to the, your club and be like, what's he like in the change room? But why Surely would they would give you a good like reference. But a club wouldn't want to sell me. At those moments, clubs didn't want to sell me, so they weren't even entertaining the conversation. Yeah, but money I can make, innit? Like what? But they don't still, make money. Yeah, yeah, but they if they wanted to keep me, they give me a new deal. That's why I signed a new deal four years in a row. Better to see how I call you Mr. Watford. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's that like it, it's business and I'm I'm trying to word it the right way. Like best way to put it is even when I'm out and about, yeah, you'll get someone that'll go, Ah, oh, Dini, nice to meet you, cool. <laughs> then you'll get we'll go out and we'll be chilling and it'll be like, oh, there's that teeny yeah. prick. And it's like, I'm still the same person. I haven't said anything to that person or that person, but just off what your perception of me is will bring out a different side to you. And I, I think that's what Saying that, yeah. So I told my teammates that, right, like, I'm interviewing Troy Dini. Two Watford fans, oh my God, he's my idol, blah, blah, blah. Other fans are like, other teammates are like, he's a prick. Like, yeah. Like, he calls it me all the time. It's fine. <laughs> My kids are starting to do it as well. <laughs> um, just mention your kids. Yeah. I know we, you spoke about like how you grew up, how you grew up, um, mm. kept everything quiet in the house. Were you teach your kids to grow up like that or was it? No, nah, they've got a completely different lifestyle. Um, and also I'm trying to change who I am along the way. So there is still parts I think you need to keep of what people call the old school, but I just think it's solid foundations. Like you be respectful. Anything free, anything you can do for free, do it. So that's use your manners, be respectful, be on time. Facts. Things like that. They're, they're key things I try and do and work hard. Um, but they're going to be in a different space to what we are. Like, look at just schooling now, for example. Yeah. We were learning like algebra. They're going to be learning coding. 
So yeah. like, like we have to, I think as parents, we have to now start going, how do we adapt to their new world? It's a new world for everyone. Yeah. And I know like, as you said COVID earlier, but the, the terminologies that are being used with COVID and stuff like, oh, it's our new normal, but like my son's uh, 19 months, he's never seen people without masks. Yeah. Do you get like, when you think of it like that, like, right, his normal is seeing people with a mask. His normal is being isolated. Mm. So I have to like explain to him that there's there's a normal life before that, what we all grew up in, but then there's also a new world that you're now going to grow up in, which is probably going to be better for you. And how do you succeed in that? Facts, facts. I'll, take, I'll take note that down and teach my daughter <laughs> that because when I'm out with her at home, obviously. How old's your daughter? Be? She's eight months. Oh, sick. Thanks. Um, yeah, she's all smiling, smiling. As soon as you go into the shopping center, she's masked, withdrawn, yeah. scared, all of mm -hmm. that. So, and she's got to get used to that, isn't it? Of so, course. And, yeah. and like, I'm getting to the point now where my son needs to, like, he's, he's boisterous, he's me in a little miniature body. Like, he wants to just run around and be on, like, little scooters and stuff. But I need to get him into a nursery now to understand, to interact with people because yeah, so he's only yeah. seen three to five people. So, like, when, when my boy comes over, He's, he's wary of him. Like, he'll, you come over the other day and it, he's like, uh, I don't know about him. He's not normally in here. <laughs> Second he leaves, he's like, right, let's go then. It's back to normal. It's just us. So it's again, getting him used to seeing people and, and the way the world is, you need to have people skills. If you yeah. don't have that, you're not going to do anything. Facts, facts. Um, you mentioned something about you being outspoken, stopped you like England and stuff like that. Mm. How come you never play for like wherever your parents Jamaica. are? Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica. Because I could still play for Jamaica today. But see how I look at it is very, I don't know, it's very different. I think two things. One, I've never visited Jamaica myself, personally, never been there. So why would I go and represent something that I don't represent? Why haven't you been back there? Just because my dad died before we could ever go back. So when just before my dad died, my grandparents went back. They came, they came over here, wind, Windrush Generation, okay. worked, went home yeah. kind of thing. My dad always said he wanted to go and he died. He's never gone. Why should I go? Like, it holds an attachment. That, that was his dream. <clears throat> so why would I go and do but that? Wouldn't you live his dream through you? Like, no, go in there every and man just... lives their own dream. I uh, see that. I would go and be like, visit my roots and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I go back well, post-COVID. Yeah. I used to go back. I'm from Uganda. I used to go back okay. every year. Mm -hmm. See family. I'm in a family group chat where we only speak yeah. like, the, lang the native language. Sit. I don't understand. Like, don't you want to? You're normal, though. And you see, the thing with the word normal is your normal and my normal are different. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. But we put the word normal out there to normalize things. So it's completely different. So, like, me going out to Jamaica and playing, I'm taken away from someone that that's their only chance is to represent their country the same way I would love to represent England because I've grown up watching Wrighty, Alan Shearer, all of those people, Gascoigne, you can name names. But yeah. Some person that works and lives in Jamaica and, and he's playing football in Jamaica or might have gone to the States to play football. To represent Jamaica is a big thing, but I get a pass because I'm playing in the Premier League. I get to jump over him because I'm, I'm from England. So no. to base that on that, I'm actually taken away from the roots. I'm taken away from the culture, if you look at it that way, because I'm getting a head start, which you talk about racism. It's, it's the same thing. Huh? It's not your fault though. But well, then that's like asking white people to not feel bad about racism then, right? Because it's not their fault that things happened 100 years ago. Fair play. You got me there, innit? Fair play. 
Fair play. <laughs> like, to be fair, I've never ever. But you get what I'm saying? Like, I hear it. I've never but, ever heard it like that. No, no one's no, ever put it that, in that perspective. And, that, and that's the thing. That's why people don't. And that's why I get frustrated with doing small interviews because it'll go into snippets. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And I want it to be like, listen to what I'm saying and understand why I'm saying it. Because if I go over there, let's say for argument's sake, it's it's two two thousand pounds to play for Jamaica. Mm. I can give that two thousand pound to a local school. Two grand doesn't do nothing. Because every time I have to go back every time now. It's costing keep, them money. It's costing yeah, them exactly. Yeah. And I but there might be somebody that's there in the community, similarly to what we do in Birmingham, is like we can touch people we know who so whoever's got a, um, a, a kids football team that needs a, a, an Adidas kit for the year Troy will pay for that it's 600 quid for the year but if I go back to Jamaica I've got to cover all of the schools Yeah, you can't because now it. I've picked one school that I don't know anyone from but then there's going to be 50 letters next time saying we need this we need that we need that so I'm not being, I'm actually making the problem worse no I heard that I so heard that that's just that's just my logic on it some people might say that's silly but I don't know because there's a World Cup coming up so I could really be selfish and go do you know what let me play if we get to the World Cup I'll, I'll go and say I played in the World Cup mm. I just think that's selfish personally Nah my hat's off to you for putting it that way um, I'm only, I only bring it up because my one of my friends has made his debut for Jamaica scored oh, in his don't. debut Who's that? Uh, Jamalo Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah He's a good friend that, yeah. he, used to work, he used to work with me and mm. then, he made, then he went pro no, but that's the only reason I asked um, but yeah I've never ever been told but everyone, everyone's got a different perspective on it Facts, yeah. so like I could look at someone like Hudson Odoi for example and go but why did you why did you play for England and now you're going to go play for Ghana or Jack Grealish right you played for Ireland and now you play for England yeah like you can all have opinions on it but what they think will be their truth Facts. so yeah. who are we to question that no we're not do you know what I mean that's, career, so that, yeah. that's just how it is so everyone's entitled to their opinion really no fair play um now let's talk. Let's start talking football. Um, during the lockdown, when mm. it first started, you didn't really want to go back. Did mm-hmm. you? Were you not ready, or were you scared? Or I'm gonna give you a chance to re-ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, was I not ready? Not I'm re- always no, I mean, ready. I mean, like, and, uh, and, uh, scared of scared. because no. of the. So what it is, yeah, my son, my son, obviously, had, was born with breathing difficulties and, and like a, a dodgy heart in it. So when, if you remember, when. The, the talk of COVID first started, it was breathing difficulties and it may affect the elderly, people with heart problems, and if he was overweight. Yeah. So my son touched two of the four categories that he said in February. And the way it was all coming across was very scary. Yeah, you it's all straight in your face. It was, yeah. wasn't it? It was like, like it's going to kill millions, blah, blah, blah. And then when they said lockdown, I was like, whoa, this is now serious because... Yeah. I look at it from a, like a monetary perspective. Like if you're going to stop the whole world making money, then like, well, it must be dangerous. So yeah. when we had the, the Premier League meetings, nothing in that was concrete because it was new to them. So they were like, oh, we want to do this. We're thinking about doing that. And I'm like, when it comes to my kid's health, I need a bit more than a think and a no. Yeah. I want a matter of fact, what happens if we come back? What, what things are in place for, for my kids. And if it means me losing money, then all right, I prefer to lose money than lose people. I've already lost people and I've lost a lot of money over the years. So it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me, yeah. but uh, my kids do. So yeah, in that instance, it was that. And all I did was raise sensible questions. It goes back to what you said. There's like, you want to, when you go into, when you speak, 
you want to speak open and not yeah. take little snippets. They probably took a little snippet of that. It wasn't even that. Somebody took it out of the meeting. So I, I expressed these same things in the meeting and everybody understood what I was saying. But then somebody has reported out of the meeting that <laughs> Troy Deeney didn't want to come back. Instead of the reason why he doesn't yeah. want to come back. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And there's another reason I'll tell you off air, which you won't want, want to know why, but he knows why. Right, we'll talk after. We'll talk yeah. after. Um, you didn't have the fairy tale career to be a pro like you weren't in like academies and stuff say, like that. yeah to say the least yeah, yeah. <laughs> um where did the love of football come from or did you, did you i've always loved football yeah that's what my dad my dad made us do football like for most people that was our thing like football was the reason why we weren't gonna get in trouble do you get what yeah. i mean so yeah. like played football i was like i think i was four and I've, I've always had a like ever since i can remember i've always had a football yeah and at the age of six i was playing under nines football so my dad used to put us, like, me and my little brother with the local kids, like, if you were four or five years older, play, yeah. kick him. If he cries, get him up, kick him again. It's got and that's how, yeah, that's yeah. how we used to learn. So from, like, six, I've always been playing above my age. And then, um, obviously, the story's been told numerous times, but when I was 15, could have went to Villa, wanted to go to park and chase girls instead. <laughs> Fuck that up. But my younger brother was, like, my younger brother was better than me, believe it or not. He's, like, He's mustard. He's got a left foot. He's he nice. Nice. Nah, yeah, we won't get into that. But he's doing something else. And, um, but yeah, he's, he was nice with it. But he's just like, we, we're just two different personalities. My brother wants uh, instant success. Whereas I just need to be shown a little bit of a door and I'll, I'll make it happen. Um, and then me and him used to play. Believe it or not, he used to take penalties. I miss. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a ball in my car and I see him do that. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, he was, he was, he we used to play football and like he, when I was growing up, he was like, he was like the local hood celebrity. So I went to be around him. He had, he had a nice motor, about 18 different chains. He was the man. So I was just wherever he went, I kind of went and, uh, yeah, we just started playing local football and I knew that he played there. So if I could play on the same team as him. I might be able to go out with him on a night out. Okay. That, that was kind of the vibe I was okay. on. And yeah, it all just all just kind of fell into, I say it fell into place. It, it tried its best to mess it up, but uh, but I, I somehow got here in the end. I hear that. Um, what stopped you like chasing that lifestyle? Was it football or was it like, nah, it's not my, really funny? My dad was, 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 was harsh on us. Yeah? Yeah, so we don't have his last name for that reason because his okay. last name is known in Birmingham. And, like even when I got, Locked up. Oh, is that a family choice? Yeah, like he, okay. he made that happen. Yeah. Okay, so cool. when I got locked up, the guy who was doing like the, the, the mug shots and that was like, you're Berkey's son, isn't it? I was like, yeah. And he's like, I knew you'd be here. Really? Like, that was kind of what it was. My dad was in that jail for like 15 years, really. So but he was a cool person. I asked him, he's a good good guy, bit of a nutter, like, but he was... uh yeah, good guy. Loved his football, loved his sport, but just not someone to be to be messed with. Sorry, that that comment from the gov kind of threw mm. me. Like, when you hear that, what are you thinking? Like, you're at, at this time you're a footballer as well, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like you're a pro. Yeah, you're in jail, and then the gov's going. I was in my second year at Watford. Yeah, the gov's going. I knew you'd be here. Yeah, are you thinking right? They're going to set me up for, like to fail here, or no? Honestly, that's where the switch would come in because I, I buried my dad two days before I got locked up. Oh. So wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Did you not get sentenced straight because you're a celebrity? No, nah, I, I, the incident happened in February. We were supposed to get sentenced in May. 
when my dad was sick and we knew it was coming to the end. So we pushed it back. Uh, we applied for it to be pushed back. Not mm. like I got power to change it, but I applied for it to be pushed back. They pushed it back to the Monday. Very dad on, was it Friday? It was Thursday or Friday, isn't it? Like, I, think, I think it was Friday. Yeah. Very dad on Friday. Had the weekend with the boys. Had a good drink. Got locked up Monday. So what, you went to court and they locked you up or you just... Went to court and got locked up, yeah. Straight wow. downstairs and off you go. <laughs> Right, let's talk about. Do you want to talk? Like, let's talk about the. Do you want? Let's talk about the incident. Mm-hmm. F- February was it two thousand and twelve. Twelve, yeah. Two thousand twelve, yeah. Out on a night out. His birthday. <laughs> <laughs> From what I've no, heard outside, do you, know, do you know what? More, more importantly, the, 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 I don't want to glamorize it because no, the way I, the way I look at it yeah, is that that's someone's kid, and it like, and if someone was talking, someone had hurt my son, and then was boasting about it I'd be fuming so I never ever want to do that second of all knowing what I know now in the headspace we never would have went out that day even if it was his birthday or not because mm. I just buried my nan the week before and then found out my dad had cancer on the Monday went out on a Tuesday for his birthday so sorry so let me yeah. stop you there did you go out to like master pain? Because at this stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. But it was my boy's birthday. I can't let him down. That goes back to the no stay, shame yeah. thing. So can't not go out for his birthday. Whereas if knowing our relationship now, I said to him like, this going on with my dad, he would have been like, don't even come out. Like, do you know what I mean? But we, we were younger, weren't we? As I say, I was 22. No, 21. Yeah, 21. And making a lot of money. So. And not knowing what to do with it, innit? Nah, but just couldn't be, we couldn't be told, innit? Like, that's the best way. Like, even if you showed us, like, a, a blueprint of how our life was going to end out, we'd go, oh, but we still end up with that. Oh, that's all right then. Okay. Whereas if you know what you know now, you'd have maneuvered a little bit smarter. Still not took away who you are, but just wouldn't have got in half of the trouble that I got in. But we had a, we had a good night. And then basically on a road in, in, in Birmingham called Broad Street, which we actually got banned from for a little bit, didn't we, afterwards, because of that incident. Like, it's like a row of clubs. And, like, imagine all the clubs kind of come out at the same time. Yeah. I was on the phone and someone said to me, like, your brother's in the fight back there. And as I turn around, it's just, like, it's carnage going off. Like, but there's people coming out of clubs. There's people walking. There's arms in the air. It's yeah. like, I don't know anything. So all I know is my brother's in the middle of that. And I just lost my head. And, yeah. I knew that he was there. He's like my bro- my brother from another. So boys, I lost yeah. my head, and I didn't. He said I lost. I, I didn't even bat my boy. I just whoever was in the way was getting it. Again, not to be glorified. It was just that's just how my mentality yeah. was. Until I know they're safe, everyone's a, everyone's a, a problem. Yeah. Um, and then, like, if you imagine you're where the situation is, the cameras up here, like coming across, you can't really see anything. All the taxis are in a line, weren't they? It was a bus, so the buses were in a line. And um, that's why I always believed that that was supposed to happen. Because as the incident happened of me kicking the guy in the face, like the buses had opened. So it's like, I was meant to happen. Like the camera was right across the street, pointing at this incident. And all the other stuff before, you couldn't see nothing. And then opens and you see me kick a guy in the face. and. That was all she wrote. You see, when you watched it back, like with your solicitor or whatever, you, I didn't, watch, watch, it you didn't watch it back. Because when I, I remember I got arrested once mm-hmm. and it was for fighting. 
and I'm in I'm in the I'm in court, but in a solicited room. I'm oh, watching yeah. a video, like watch a video, then you can change mm-hmm. the play. I look at it, look at it. I'm I'm laughing. My dad just looking at me, my looking at the mm-hmm. side of my face, going, "Yeah, like shame." And yeah, your dad's like, got shame, but, but you're going, oh, I, "I handle my I, business." I've done my thing. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I can understand that. I never watched it back because instantly I knew, like you messed up there, and that's one thing. Like when I make a mistake, even though I'm stubborn and hard headed, I'll always go like, "I messed up there. That's my fault." It might take me an hour. It might take me a week. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, you know, my, my bad, I messed up there. And I am a man of, like, integrity in that regard. So I owned up to it straight away. Didn't grass anybody up. Can stand on, on that, can I, mate? Never grassed it. <laughs> well, yeah, he still got charged. But, yeah, never grassed anybody up. Never, never threw anyone under the bus. Never tried to get somebody else to take the charge. It's me, you got to hold it. You made that mistake, be a man and hold it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Everybody else on it, people with more charges and, and criminal records than me only got a uh, tag and what, go and clean some some graffiti off a wall and I had to go and sit down for a few months. Did that annoy you, the fact that people that were involved a lot more? Nah, nah. Uh, yeah, this I've got a question. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're harsh, man. You're harsh. Um, obviously, before the incident... Mm. You're in your second year at Watford, get, yeah. making more money than you've ever mm-hmm. made. You've got your boys around you, blah, blah, blah. You go to jail. How many of them stuck around? Five. Serious. How many of you were out that night? 20. 20 of us. And only five stuck around. The main one's there. I love all the rest of you. You know I love all the rest of you, but long as he's there, I'm good. They don't care about. No, I care about my friends. I yeah. care about my brothers, my sisters. But I'll go to war with him. I, me and him versus Taliban, I'm good. He <laughs> said he can scrap, yeah? No, I just, <laughs> I know what his morals are. And he's like, not about scrapping. It's about like, I know he ain't leaving me. I know if I die tomorrow, he's going to look after my kids. If he dies tomorrow, I'm going to look after his missus and his kids. What was your football team saying? Like, how did you? How did you even stay at Watford? Like, this is why I call you Mister Watford. Like, uh, so when it first happened, like police f me up. I couldn't walk for two days. Oh, serious? Yeah, they f me up. So I had to go into work and explain why my ankles were so big and had a few bruises and that. And Daishi was the manager as well. Daishi was, was quality. To be fair, he was quality. Like he just like like what you done kind of thing. Explained mm-hmm. it to him. Um. And I was just like, look, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a bit of bother, like my ankle and whatever. And I said, but I'll be ready for Saturday. And he's like, you're not playing Saturday. I was like, I'll play Saturday, I'll be ready. I said, like, that's all I want to do. I just want to work. The incident's happened. I'm sorry, let's work. And that's what he says, just get your head down. Because whatever's coming, is coming. We can't change that. Yeah. Just get your head down and work. And, and he did, he stood by me. And even when I was in jail, tried to come and visit me, sent me letters. So he was... Fair play. He was stand up that's why i never have a bad word said about him like he's he's, he's a stand-up guy um and yeah just just carried on but when when i actually went to jail it was a blessing in disguise again because watford got bought over by the new ownership they were concentrating on like daishi left new i think they brought in 25 players and by literally by the end of 
the transfer window, they were like, who's number nine? <laughs> like, where is he? Went, saw him. And I was like two weeks away from coming home from um, on tag. Yeah. So at that point, they were like, oh, okay, we can wait two weeks. Let's see what he's about. Fair play. Came home, went, drove in the second day to see Zola, chatted to him. But I kind of scared a few people. And Ketchi Anya <laughs> told me about this because I was like, wham at this point like just gymming for three months yeah. straight no no real running afro was mad and then and i had a i went old school as well i had a afro <laughs> comb in my head uh got this tag on and i just went in and chatted to him like look i want to come back i want to do what i'm doing he remembered me from a game where we played west ham the year before yeah. he's like yeah you're you're good like, i was there you, you know what you're doing he's like but you're seventh or eighth striker at the time and I just started laughing he's like why I went like just give me a week because at this point I'm focused I know what I'm doing yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like got my head sorted and um, yeah 10 days later I scored the winner against Huddersfield better better mm. so from jail 10 days get fit yeah score a winner I was never fit for the whole yeah, of that season that's the only thing that fitting. when I scored that Leicester goal at the end you see my belly's all <laughs> over the place that's the only thing I, I hate from that video but uh but yeah, that was that same year. So that that year where, where everyone talks about the Leicester goal, I was starting in jail. That's mad. So from jail to the premiership. That, Nearly. Oh yeah. Yeah, we yeah lost sorry, sorry. But sorry, do your research, it's fine. Even, <laughs> even that, to score and get to Wembley from nah, coming yeah, to jail is mad. mental, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. And also the journey along the way. So remember I was on tag. So every time he got kicked, the thing was going off as if I was like trying to take yeah, it yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had like, crazy restrictions remember like I had to like if we played Cardiff on the night and I had to wait until like nine in the morning of the day of the game drive from mine to Cardiff meet the team play and I had to be back before like four in the morning but okay. we had to put in all these applications yeah. to like move the timings because I was seven till seven yeah and like so get night games I had to put in applications sometimes they were saying no then I had to like re like appeal it and that it was, it was long no. and every game I'm going into the ref room and the ref's got to check it out and I could just see the refs looking at me like, what the? Yeah. this ain't something we're supposed to deal with. Like, we just normally look at tape and that. So. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. But yeah, it was, it was a bit of a, bit of a pain in the ass, but it, it actually helped because I couldn't go out. I had to get my, my football back. Again, that's something I can relate to being on tag, putting mm. in the applications. Like, I played like youth football, like, just not nothing big, semi-pro. No, semi-pro, semi like yeah. under 18s. I'm, I got my dad driving from London. Yeah. Halfway down to Guildford, fly, kept me back for 10 o'clock. Yeah, and then Monday, all the other days, it's 7 You've to 7. 7 to 7, Mad. yeah. And, but the thing is, like, it's just that having that freedom taken away, isn't it? It's having that, that God-given right to just be able to go wherever you want to go. Best way I could describe it now is if I lost my car for a day. Someone took my car keys and yeah. I couldn't drive. Oh, stress, I've got to walk somewhere. I've got to get Uber somewhere. Whereas with that, I couldn't could go out but I just had to maximise the time I was out for yeah I think that it helped me because I didn't have to be out mm. get me, I'm, I'm in talk to my friends through the window on the phone but I'm not out doing, yeah, doing problems in it yeah why not I'll go see my friends still and see my mum and that but i just make sure you're back yeah I was in at 6.59 fair enough Um. so where did it actually start how did you get to a Warsaw from wherever you was doing we were just playing Saturday League with me I wasn't even good enough to get into their first team <laughs> I was in I was in Chelmsley Town B and I was, these lot were playing in the A yeah. and he was about the same size as he is now. 
<laughs> and uh, I was just like, it's better if you answered it really. I was like 16, 17. Yeah, so 16, 17, I was playing men's football with like 35-year-olds and that like big seasoned vets, shall we say. Yeah. And um, I was just like that that little Jack Russell chasing a crisp packet. I could just run all day and they used to hate me. And we're like, pre-season, we'd turn up at this park and we had this old school guy called Colin who was like drill sergeant and he used to be like, run, like, run all the way down there, touch that pylon, run back, do these doggies, do this. I used to be lapping them and used to hate me. <laughs> they used to just call me all sorts because I was just like, I just wanted to, to win even at that. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I just played a game um, and ended up playing. This is when me and him got really close. We played a Sunday league game the following morning. And truth is, I couldn't even afford to play for Jamstown. I owed 40 pounds in subs <laughs> for the year before. And they literally weren't going to let me play. But my cousin paid it for me. Okay, I was going to say, I hope you've paid it back. <laughs> <laughs> and a bit more. But yeah. Better. better. So, um yeah, my cousin paid it for me and then I played Sunday League with these lot. And here's a, he might want to edit this part out, but there's a story. When I first met him, in Ma we met at McDonald's in Chelsea Wood. He's, and like, I knew him from school and yeah, that, we yeah. were cool. And then like, everyone was like, oh, wait for, wait for disc, wait for disc, wait for disc. I'm like, all right, cool. This turns up steaming, still drunk from the night before. Goals and gets like, because I couldn't even afford the breakfast, you know, the one pound breakfast, yeah. porridge and that. Weren't you working? Huh? Weren't you I, working? No, nah, I, was, I was at college. Okay, I was on okay. like £50 pound a week, giving my mum 30. So I had £20, so that's the weekend. And this was Sunday. I yeah. didn't have no money on Sunday, you <laughs> man. So um, what's the name? Like, he come in, got like two double muffin things, <laughs> porridge, orange. And I'm like, this guy's loaded. He's driving himself. Yeah. He's got chains on. He's got all his, all his trainers are fresh. And he can get like as many McDonald's as he wants. I thought this guy was sick. So I'm like, can I, can I get in your car? He's like, yeah, yeah, no problems. Didn't realize I get in the back of him again with like that much leg room. And you know, you have to just sit yeah, there like yeah. this the whole way. It's the most uncomfortable journey I've got. And he's fully stretched out, leaning back, talking to me. So um, walking there and this is the days of happy slap. Happy slap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, look what man did last night, innit? What? What? what he slapped you. No, we slapped oh. his oh, and he slapped filmed it, <laughs> and he's filmed it, and I'm like, ha, ha, I don't want to fuck with this guy, like, I'm chill, I'm a chill with him. <laughs> and yeah, this is like, say this, is the, and, I, and that was like, and I'm going to play football with this guy, and I'm like, oh, right, he's mad. But literally from that, he played up front, I played in midfield, and I just, dude, I did whatever he told me to do. Like, if he said, Someone made a bad tackle on him. He's like, get him. And I'd smash him the next time. And it was just, respect came out of it. And ever since then, really, we've just been crazy tight. But yeah, just since then. Okay. And how did Warsaw find out? From about that, from that, so someone come, come and watch? watch the game. Okay. Watch the game. And then like, we were going out on a Saturday night and I tried to speak to me before we were going. But how it used to work, you play at three and then you have the 5.30 kickoff. Yeah. But it used to be like championship then more than the Prem now used to like go in and people put like little one pound bets on and play cards and drink and organize the night out from in the yeah. in the club in the clubhouse so i was only interested about going in because if i miss where they're going like i'm being left behind yeah, so yeah. this guy's going oh warsaw and 
wants to come here. And I've never been to Warsaw. And like, if you don't know, that's like being in North London and not going to Watford. Like, yeah. That's how close it is. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know where that was. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> gone. Get me out. <laughs> yeah. Gone in there. Had a good Saturday night. Had a great Sunday night. Wake up Monday to my door being knocked. And I'm like, looked at the top window like, what's up? He's like, ah, oh, cut that trial. I was like, ah, oh, that was real. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Put my, my dirty boots from the Lakeside game in the Asda bag. <laughs> Quickly brushed my teeth. He dropped me there. Slept all the way in the car because I still had a hangover. And then... <laughs> Yeah, when I got there, he went to leave and I was like, where are you going? He's like, home. I'm like, am I supposed to get home then? <laughs> and he, he lent me 20 quid and that's how I got home. And Mad. that was literally the story has gone from there. Not, play, not downplaying yourself, but you must have been very good to, pay, to go to a trial drunk and get signed. No, the, the trial lasted three months. Oh, okay. So, but but, yeah, still but like, it was only meant to be a week. Yeah. And then it was like, it just kept going and kept going. And then... I couldn't. Have, I genuinely couldn't afford to do it, so I weren't getting paid enough. Yeah, so yeah. they ended up giving me a train pass because I was okay. like, I can't get here. So they gave me a train pass, and um, then I went to Hales Owen as like a trial slash game uh, thing for them, and I scored eight goals in ten games for them, or ten in eight, one of, one way or the other. And then they they signed me off the back of that in like April, but I went there in like August September time. So you basically on trial the whole season. I was just there, yeah. And the only thing that got me through is that Hell's Zone were paying me like £50 a game, £100 a goal. Not bad. And on my second game, I got a hat-trick. So I was living. <laughs> yeah. So when you finally sign on the dotted line, what are you thinking? Like, what? Have you think I made it or is this just... Mm -mm. Like, this will get me till June. And that's it because my contract was until June 30th. Oh, okay. So I only signed until the end of the season. So I was just like, train, keep training, keep doing whatever. And I could afford to buy clothes. Like, I was going to TK Maxx and George and I could get you a whole outfit for about £12 and that was it. Shoes included? Yeah, I didn't care. The only thing I've ever liked is trainers. But like a t-shirt and whatever, I could make that run with about 15, 20 quid. I could make that work. And then I was out every weekend with, with the boys. Fair play. Just put into a table and that. But yeah. Fair play. So when you go back pre-season... A few new deals. Are you are you buzzing? Is it better? Is the deal better than what you was on? Same. Same. Yeah. Hundred and eighty pound, <sighs> and I'm starting first team. And you're on hundred. What league were they in? League just got promoted from League Two to League One. Hundred and eighty pound. Mm -hmm. What drove you to think I need to make more? Like some people, some people it was never about. It was ne honestly never about the money. It was just the fact that that was a job. I okay. could play football, and that was a job. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. you could actually go train and play in front of like at the time probably about eight nine thousand and that was that was it that was it i'm gonna do this then because <laughs> if i'm not i'm gonna play football anyway yeah yeah and i'm gonna have to pay to play so if someone wants to pay me 180 pound and i'll take it yeah I'm, I'm rich in my head i'm rich yeah didn't realize that everyone around me had more money than me but i was rich even the players that i was playing with run a lot more money than me but I could get to and from training and I could get an Adidas tracksuit every week. How did your dad size. take it? <laughs> How did your dad take it? Yeah, he loved it. Loved it. It was bad proud. And also we were sponsored by Banks's, the beer. So when I got mad at a match, he used to get a crate of beer. He was guest. <laughs> <laughs> he used to love it. But he'd come and like, he'd make a fool of himself. He was really loud, my dad, isn't it? So like, see, he's laughing, he knows. So like, I'd be warming up and they'd be like, oh, big head, what are you doing? 
Like, Dad, man, I'm at work. He's like, what are you jumping and running? You're not even coming on. Like, just cussing me yeah. in front of all of these people. And I'm like, trying to be professional and going <laughs> and that. And then I'd score and he'd like run down the side and like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was funny, man. Was Do funny. you think he's doing that? Like, obviously it's a bit of banter between you and the dad, but to say, right, that's my son. Like, to make yeah, of course. Uh, but do you think uh, if a, another geezer said I was rubbish, nah, wouldn't have it. Wouldn't have it. Even if I'd missed a penalty and I was going to win a game, oh, he's crap. And as people yeah, do, yeah. he would have, he would take on everyone. Can't say nothing bad about it. He can, but no one else can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. What's this rap prank I keep hearing about? Like people are like, make sure you ask him about the prank. Make sure. Oh, the, the rat, the rat. Sorry. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, at Warsaw we had like a dodgy school and it like a, a a school of people that were all a little bit wired off, like Anthony Gerard, Manny Smith, Ishmael de Montagne. There was loads of us. Michael Ricketts. It was all a little bit. A bit wired differently, should we say? And these like pranks kind of escalated bit by bit. And one one of them, I won't name names because they'll be legal suits. But somebody like loosened someone's tire on a car. <laughs> I did tell them. So when they were driving, like the tire come off. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know this is my, uh, yeah? I know you haven't finished, but remember like the old school Wimbledon team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. It yeah. Was, it was, like that not to that ex extent but it was like that then you had like somebody threw a live snake in the room and shut in the changing room and shut the door but the door was open from the outside so he's holding it and there's this like snake just <laughs> and i'm scared of snakes so yeah, yeah i i proper shit myself that day um and then yeah it escalated into someone bringing in live rats so like this big for snakes frozen so not live <laughs> frozen uh rats so some are in wash bags, so people would open it, you know, like you're chatting and put your hand in to grab a shower gel, you just grab this big rat. And then I was driving my mum's Ford Focus. I got in the car, like, looked as a rat in the front seat with a seatbelt on. <laughs> <laughs> just chilling that and laughing That is funny. Yeah. That is funny. But I, I think I would have spazzed out, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Nah. So, at all sorts, Birmingham club, you're a Birmingham lad. Mm -hmm. Are you being seen differently by people like the local people, or is it just treating you the same old Troy? No, I've always been treated as Troy. Really, I get treated differently because obviously the the notoriety of football. Like, um, but at Warsaw, no one really cared about Warsaw because it weren't none of the big teams. You yeah. got Blues, Villa, yeah. West Brom, Wolves, Leicester. You've got all those teams in the round. So Warsaw was kind of wasn't really cared about. The change mainly came. Once Watford got into the Prem, really, okay. that's when that's when we saw the the big change, and maybe the Leicester goal, like just before that, it started to change because everyone saw the Leicester goal. Fair play. Just to mention, like you've trimmed off a lot because that, that if you look back at the Leicester, you ain't got no neck, <laughs> <laughs> solid, yeah. built like a fridge. He's, he can take credit for that as well because he's been shouting at me for about three years to stop lifting weights. So I finally listened this summer and just yeah, just no more weights. Just body weight stuff now. See, when you was at Watford, so you from also get to Watford, mm. um, how did you take the fame? When you started becoming? I don't, I didn't really take the fame. I think it was more of, um, what's the word? It was more of a, like, the money took over more than the fame. Because, like, I went from £180 a week to five grand a week. Straight away? 
instantly and I got a signing on fee and I was like, yeah, I'm the man now. Like, man, I'm, in mind, the house I was living in cost 85000 So like, I had, I had a council house that we lived in yeah. and a frigging Merc C-class, all white C-class outside. But I'm still living where we grew up. When you was at Watford? Yeah. And you're driving down? Just driving around and whatever. I'm still in people from Birmingham would know like Mono, Rococo. I'm still in the places I probably shouldn't have been at that time, but I'm still around and I'm still, I'm still approachable. That's the best yeah, way. Yeah. I'm still approachable. So it was more the money that made me a bit of a dick more than the fame. Because at this point, I just thought I was the man. Um, Obviously growing up mm. and you're playing football, you get to Watford, you're on your five grand. You're probably one of the first people to ever say how much there was on first. Um, I've did, said it before. That's what I don't Okay. Know. Did you um did you have a wish list that you thought? Because me, I'm like, like flying a private jet, like own a house. Yeah, I'm like 32, don't own a house and stuff like that. Like, did you have a wish list? Wish list that you ticked off? No. Nah, do you know what? Honestly, yeah, never. No. Nah? God's honest truth. Do you know what I did? I just did what everybody else was doing and better. So if you bought one pair of lubes, I bought six. <laughs> if you bought a Gucci belt, I bought five. Sorry about that. No, that's, and that's not even gassing. That's just what I did. Okay. All my money went on bullshit, on trainers, cars, nights out. If another footballer was out and bought one bottle, I bought 10. I had to let him know that me and my team were the best. <laughs> I'm, I grew up on frigging paid in full and all of these. You know what I mean? Yeah, I grew yeah. up on American gangster. I, I, I want to be, I want to be like them lot. Money Mitch and all yeah, that. Yeah, I want to be, I want to, no, nah, not like in a, in a, like a notoriety, but more like when you see us, you, you see us. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? If there's, if the sparklers come in, you're going to see there's 20 sparklers come in here. Oh, yeah. And there'll be times I'd do it and I won't even drink in. Good friend you, innit? Nah, I just, I'm a twat. <laughs> there's not, <laughs> like. You bought around and walked out? Yeah, just to prove a point. But why do you have to prove a point? Like you are, like you're, you're a footballer. Like my friend says yeah, it all the time. because when I was going out when I was 17, 18, 19, 20, and people were laughing at me and I'm happy to get VK drinks, like for people that know, like little WKDs and Smirnoff Ices and wait on another man to pass me a drink. No, no one gave me no respect then. I was still the same person. But now the, the notoriety's changed and the money's changed and you want to hang around me. But when I was a nobody, you wanted to laugh at me. So mm. now I'm going to buy 20 drinks and I'm going to leave. Just because you can. Just because I can. And that's an arsehole mentality. That is, yeah. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying I'm an arsehole for doing it because I should have just went, and what, who, am I, who am I actually impressing? But you, you wanted to look at me like I was less than. They tested just you. Because of the t no, just because of the t-shirt I, I couldn't afford. Okay, okay. Like you like were wearing Ivisu. I, I might have had to go with like, uh, uh, I wouldn't have been Zara, I would have been next or something mm. like that then. Mm. But you wanted to look at me less than. Why? Based on what? I had people, I won't name his name, but he'll know exactly what I'm talking about. There was a, there was a footballer we used to play with, had a Louis Vuitton wash bag. And I was 19. And I said, can I sit there in that seat? He went, now nah, my bag sat there. It's worth more than you. What? This is in the change room? This is when I was like coming through at Warsaw. He knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. He knows who he is. And ask him if I've forgiven him for doing that. I'll ask him after. <laughs> but. but I remember everything. Like everything that anyone's ever done wrong to me. I remember. Not, you might not have intentionally done it. Yeah. 
or you treating me less. And if I said to you, oh, can I borrow five pound or can I do this? No, nah, I ain't lending you five pound because you don't think you're going to get it back. But when you come and ask me for 600 pound for your football team now, but you think I'm going to do it? Not a chance. Exactly. But I'm now bad for doing that because you know I can do it. Mm. But some people say just be the bigger man in it. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Why, why should I be the bigger man, but you can be the lesser man and still gain for being a lesser man? I hear that. I hear that. So. All right, cool. Um, when you went to Watford, I know we're jumping up and down. It started off a bit slow. Did you struggle with the jump from League One to Champ? Like, you've gone from Sundays to League One to Champ. <laughs> nah, do you know what I struggled with? Actually going in. What, driving down? Nah, I, just, I was drunk. With <laughs> what? We went out, but we went out Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was out. I never turned up on a Monday. I've got about nine cats that died. I never owned a cat in my life. That's <laughs> Malky. Like they, they, nah, it was, I was an arsehole. Rockstar, like you're just out all the time, isn't it? I was out. And then I just turned up on a Saturday. And also I wasn't playing at the start because Marvin Sordow and Danny Graham hit the ground running. They yeah. were doing really well. So I'm like, I don't need to be fit to play 15 minutes. So I'll just go out and have a good time. And my mentality was that this was all going to end. I thought at some point, like this contract ends and we're back to playing Chelmsford Town. I didn't think you could leave, leave Watford and go to Cholton or to Shrewsbury. I just thought you did that and they sent you back to where you came from. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what it was. So when did you realise that football is actually a career? Like you can actually jump from club to clubs because you say clubs uh, come in. About five, six years ago. Serious. Like register, like I knew it, yeah. but what I'm saying, register it in my head about five, six years ago. Even when like, surely like clubs come in for you and all of that. Yeah, and... of course, but nothing ever materialised from it. So I just used to think it was just like paper talk and then you got a new contract off it and everyone just carried on like nothing happened. I had loads of offers from loads of teams, but nothing ever really got to the point of it being that serious. So just left it. I was going to say, would you say what for your comfort zone? But you just answered that and said that it wasn't really serious. It's just hearsay and stuff like that. No, nah, what for my comfort zone? I, nothing could be my comfort zone, really. Your comfort's only when you're comfortable. And if I never thought I was comfortable, I couldn't be comfortable. So I never thought, oh, do you know what? I'm going to get signed a five-year here and I'm going to buy that nice house. I'm going to stack all this money up. I was like, sign that five-year. And again, people around me will tell you, if I bought a house, they were like, oh, that's sick. I'm like, yeah, the next one's going to be even bigger. Better. The Love next that. one's going to be. And, and that's just how I was. So, so I'm never happy in the moment, which is really wrong because I should be. Because mm. I've earned that. Mm. It's only, that's three years, four years. I've started going like, oh, that's good. Like what I've done is actually not bad. I'm always like, I oh, forget about that. I don't own any trophies. My nan's got them all. So man of the matches, player of the seasons, all that. My nan's got them all. All the shirts I've, Got over the years, he's got them all. He's got a six uh, shirt collection, probably worth about a million quid. <laughs> but he's got loads of them, Better. like Rooney's and all of that from United. Like, I ain't, I ain't got none of them. That's mad. Like, but you know, like some people, they collect all of the stuff and look, so this is what I've accomplished. Mm. Obviously, now you can go and Google and all of that. But yeah, you yeah. just look like, don't you really want all of that? Like, ah, uh, like son, this is what I've done. Like, I wore this is Rooney's shirt. Nah, do you know? Do you know what I want? And the God's honest truth is this, and it sounds cheesy as I'm saying it. I just want respect. Do you not I feel you have him, it? 
yeah, but I want 10 years from now, he still respects me. My sons look up, uh, my daughters look up to me and go, he's sick. When but, he comes and goes. Yeah, it does. But you can have those things. Your son's bring. like, imagine you walk home, mm. you've got all the shirts and stuff. Your son comes home and he's like, oh, this is my dad. You played against Wayne Rooney. He's an England legend. Da, 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 da. My dad done this. Man in a match. You know, so fast, my son now is 12. Wayne Rooney or KSI? Which you think he cares about? <laughs> yeah, KSI, yeah. I hear that. The world moves on. So it's all right, like me going, oh, I've got all this memorabilia and all this. I've got like two shirts of my own. That's it. And the ones recently, it's only because, again, he tells me like, need to keep some stuff. Yeah. FA Cup semi-final trophy. Um, sure. Final runners-up medal. I ain't got that. But my nans. Don't mean nothing to me. I, I was the first loser. Mm. Great. I had a shit summer that summer because I, I got dick 6-0 by Man City. Don't mean, don't mean nothing to me. But watching my kids progress and seeing like my son, my oldest son's mad at coding he's really good at coding maths he's good at that brings me more joy than me getting a Zlatan Ibrahimovic shirt which I've got by the way but, <laughs> so, but you get what I mean like yeah. all of these things like that don't mean nothing three years from now there'll be a new person there'll be a new Troy Dini there'll be a new Wayne Rooney there'll be a new Mbappe the world evolves not a lot of people think of like view their career and their life like that like it's, I'm like I've lost yeah, some lost of words a, like listening to this. Yeah, I'm a bit of a weirdo, that's why. <laughs> no, I rate it. I rate it. Like, you're proper cool, like down to earth and all that. I know I'm like kind of sucking. Am I? Like, bro, you've been open <laughs> with me. You've only just met me. No, nah, no, because I don't, I don't generally don't care. Like, I said it before we came in. Like, what if everybody in this room thought it was a piece of shit? Oh, well, I go home and my kids love me. So, mm. you asked me to be, um, yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like, that's just how I look at it. If, uh, if I never earn a penny again, I'm cool. I know how to. I know how to maneuver. I don't chase pound note. I love a pound note, by the way, but I don't chase one. <laughs> yeah. I don't get up and sell my soul on Instagram and go. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to post a picture of me in the gym now with like no top on. Every three minutes to go look. I'm a workout guy. I'm a PT guy, or I'm a. I'm eating here, or I'm doing this. It's yeah. just not who I am. I prefer to just. How many pictures have we got that haven't been posted from in in sick places? I don't, Should I don't we get like him the mic? Yeah, <laughs> he could he could be a better interview than me. I promise you. But it's just like I don't I don't do the um I don't do the the validation. That's what it is. I don't do the validation from a stranger. Mm. Stranger can't validate me. I hear that. I hear that. Um, like again, I'm lost for words. Like, yeah, like I just it's good to like to take in pause. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big pause. <laughs> that was a, good to take well, it. What? At least I paused it. <laughs> but um, Her? going back to Watford, you've been <laughs> there what eleven years? Yeah, this is year twelve now. Doesn't yeah. it frustrate you being a yo-yo club? Won't you just be like, oh, let me just yo-yo club? We're not West Brom, bro. Relax. <laughs> wait, wait. Go on. How many times? How how many seasons have you stayed in the Prem consecutively? Five. What stayed in it five? Five. Then got relegated, then yeah. back up. Mm -hmm. No, relegated, then back up in my time period. But it's a yo-yo club. How? How'd you work that out? That's like saying you uh, like Invincibles don't count then. Of course it does. Why? When was the last time you did it? Huh? When was the last time you did it? When was the last time you did it? Let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. We're not fat. I not... still play. <laughs> this is not but a what fan. I'm saying, look, this is what I'm saying. Is what I'm, what, this is what I get. A man said yo-yo club, yeah? So in seven years, we've been in the Prem six of those seven. So that's a yo-yo club. Then everyone's fucked. 
That's like saying you can't call yourself a top four club no more. I don't think we can. You can't call yourself a top eight club then. Probably. Based off your last year. But you don't, you know, 90% of Arsenal fans will watch this and go, ah, we had Thierry Henry. <laughs> he was 44 yesterday. <laughs> hey, listen. Do you get what I mean? We've got to like, let it go. We've got to let it go. No, but, but I'm saying that's what that. it is. So I, I don't, I don't take offence to him. I'm like, that's a bit... Yo-Yo Club, I, I perceive Yo-Yo Club like up one year. I'll class Norwich more ah, of a Yo-Yo yeah, Club right. because they come I'll up... I'll take it back. To you. I'll well, take it I'm back. glad you did. Thank nah, that's you. Cool. It's cool. Only because like, <laughs> I watch football religiously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like when I, when you hear Watford, it's like... Yeah, it's not a big club. Yeah, like that. yeah, maybe. But yeah. like a Bournemouth, that would be a Yo-Yo Club, would you agree? Because yeah. in, the, in the time frame, they've been more in the championship than we have. QPR... Like these teams are not back in the prem like like we are. So I can I can take offence to it because it, I think Watford only been in the prem two times before me, and every year got relegated first time. So like in our little community, like I'm successful. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like that's like I don't know. We're trying to do an Arsenal comparison. It's like whenever somebody now talks about the Arsenal team that once played, they're comparing it to Invincibles, title challengers. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And now you're looking at it going like, rah, like it's completely different. But if you, you asked like Ben White, he would now say, well, we're on a new journey and I'm better than the last three to four years. If he finishes sixth this year, he did better than the last three to four years. Yeah. So do you get what I mean? It's more personal to, to who you are in that yeah. moment. Can you stop comparing what for the Arsenal, please? Like, like I don't want Arsenal like, fans coming at the Arsenal. Arsenal? What? Should I compare Brentford and Arsenal? Listen, ah, oh, let's get back to business. <laughs> um, how's Elton John? You must have met him. Yeah, he's on my podcast. Better. Yeah, he's cool. He's a good guy. Better. He, I can, I can phone him. I can email him. He's cool. I don't, I don't know. I find it strange. Like you know what I mean? He's, Elton John is sick, but. He's not your we're not going to go for a cup of tea are we like, no, you, but I mean? you can message him and he'll reply no? but for what no, but just, just again yeah you're you not get what I'm saying like person, what am yeah, I going to message like, him yeah. for like I'm going to message him soon if he watches this he's got a concert coming up my nan wants to go so I'm going to take my nan yeah, hook me up as well yeah, we'll yeah. yeah. Rocket Man was a big film I watched it it's a big film, a lie? Yeah, it is a good film. You don't realise he's got film. so many hits. I, I didn't. Do you know, exactly. Another film is Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know if you've seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what Queen... I went yeah. to um, Coco Bongo's. They're done a Queen tribute. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what's this, man? I'm sitting down, yeah. got on a plane, watched I was like, oh my God, like this is hits. sick. Yeah, they got hits. Yeah. Yeah, but that goes back to the mentality though, isn't it? Because we're not used to listening to that style of music. We don't think that that is like... Like, we don't rate that. But, you know, Chipmunk brings a, a clash out and everyone's like, oh, that's sick. But Alton John's been doing it for like 30 years. And he's got the Grammys and all of that. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, and, and still relevant in music. And we're like, it's not really, it's not really our thing. So, comes back to what you know, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you struggling, bro? No, I'm not struggling. I'm okay. just, I... <laughs> I'm just wondering, you're struggling? <laughs> no, I'm good, man. You just, you just do your thing. No, go, 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 go. You just do your thing on your phone. What have you got set up for life after football? Uh, fucking hell. How long do you want? Um... <laughs> I've got, what have I got to set up after football? Media, obviously. So. Yeah, you're doing well with the Sun Column. Sun Column. I was doing Talk Sport last year. Um, don't want to brag, but our, our show won best show around. But yeah, it's <laughs> fine. We won an award for that. Better. Um, Laura Woods and Alan McCoist. So yeah, that morning show, I found it good. I just, 
comes back to what I said. I find it difficult to talk about the same thing all the time. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when you talk to the football show and you get like a 15 minute segment to discuss something, like we've had like an hour and we've joked about Arsenal three or four times, yeah. but you could go into a deeper conversation and actually unpack it a bit more. So I'm probably going to come away from the radio a little bit, probably go into something a bit like this where you unpack it a bit more and have more of a discussion. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say like Arsenal fan TV, even though I lo love Robbie, DT and troops and that, and not the other weirdo. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I just, I think you can have a more of a, a fan debate topic about football and then start exposing the people that play FIFA and the people that know football. No, I hear that. I hear that. And I hope I'm going to get him on it because he's the, he's like, you know, Carl Pilkington, the, uh, the idiot abroad, the angry man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. <laughs> What That's it comes to football, football, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's so angry. Oh man, yeah, get well. I hope it goes well. Obviously, now we will, we'll, we'll do that. I got the sun. I got, I got investments and in that as well. No, better. Uh, like so, yeah, the housing stuff does all right. Better. I can't, I can't complain. But I'm again, I'm gonna sound like I'm blowing my own trouble. But anything I put my mind to, I'll be successful at. Love that. Love so that. it's just finding out what works. I might just sit back and just watch the kids and just be that parent. That just like whips them like just go let's go let's aren't, go. You see that? Don't aren't you a person that gets bored? Oh yeah, I get bored with this life. Really? I'm bored with, with this. Wow. Like football is cool, but my day is repetitive. Yeah. I get up, I go work, I train, come home, have a shit, have some food, <laughs> train again, put the kids to bed. I go to sleep, and I do the same thing for six days a week. Don't you think you'll be one of them footballers who struggle when they're out of the structure? I need I need to be doing something, but nah, I don't. Because the only thing I don't have now is time. Okay. So what I can now do is position things. So yeah. Nah, better. But like, my boy over there is is in the agency game. He's doing that. Join him in that. Okay. And you know, just dabble. I don't think I I don't think I could commit to like. I'm going to be a full-time journalist because I'd get bored with that. Yeah. Just dabbling things and as long as I've, you know, got enough money to keep my head above water, I'm good. Fair play. How many seasons in the Prem? Me? Yeah. This is season six. You'll be all right, man. You'll be all right. <laughs> I was paid well in the champ. Yeah. Uh, listen, <laughs> you'll be all right, yeah? Um, just to close, do you have a message for like young people, like a young Troy Deeney or young people from your area or other areas? Now, do you know what? You're going to start me now. This is, this is the old Troy. It's gone. The new Troy is. I do have a message for people, but it the message is like, we live in a dangerous world, and it of like, not violence. I'm talking like cancel culture, yeah. Yeah. So you may have an opinion, and you can't actually say your true opinion now, because you got to worry about the ramifications of what your true opinion is. Yeah. So we're actually close-minding everyone when you think about it, because now the world's getting to two things: you're either like a racist. Or like you're the wokest person ever. Like you can't be in the middle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like black and white. So let's say this is going to like really divide opinion. But let's say Donald Trump, right? Everyone now goes racist, right? Because of what he's done is yeah. racist. But you have to, if you strip that, he's a successful businessman. Somehow managed to make himself president of America. After coming up for TV shows. Or... So if you strip the racism part away from it, which you can't forget, but just strip that. Is there good things within that that you can take and learn from? Yeah. But we don't because we've gone into this or this now. So now it's like he's racist, so 
push him over there. Can't can't like anything he does. If you've got a green hat on and I don't like green, can't talk to you. Same thing that's happening with COVID now. You're va- you're vaccinated or anti-vaccine. Mm. Can't be like, do you know what? I'm gonna take the jab. If you don't want to, that's cool. Let's carry on. Yeah. Now we're trying to like divide and split everybody and argue about everything. Like, at what point can you just be cool? I don't know if it's going to happen though. Why not? Because like you say, everyone's in a bubble. Everyone because wants to please what? other people. That Exactly. I and mean, then Instagram is doing that more. Yeah. Social media is doing that more. And we, we have a responsibility with the platforms we have to show to people it's all right. Yeah. This is the best analogy I'll ever use and it's a little bit crude so I apologise but every time you see people take a shit on Instagram, <laughs> we all do it though, right? Yeah. So why don't you see that? But then when somebody says, oh, I'm having a breakdown, we all go, oh, I feel sorry for that person. We're all going through stuff. Why not explain why you, what's going on? Let me try and help you get out of it. Don't just feel sorry for me and pity and press like and not come back to it. Mm. Let's post the real life. My real life is boring. <laughs> I've got a boring life. I'm happy with it. Yeah. It keeps me happy. I went out with these lot the other Sunday. After 20 minutes of complaining that my ankle was hurting. <laughs> I don't want to stand up no more. I train. I come home and I lie on the sofa. I'm not interested in standing yeah. in the club and going, look how good I look. For who? For what? But the, the whole world now is about showing what you've got, showing why you're better than somebody else and looking for no- notifications of a stranger. Max. Think about how mad that is. That yeah, you, it's mental. It is. You have lived your life, go, go through what you're going through, just looking for validation off a geezer that lives in Sweden that don't know who you are. Never going to impact you or your family's life, but I need that tick. And you see, now with young girls, I've got two daughters. He's got a daughter. How many people now are like showing their breasts and oh, if man, they don't yeah. get the, if they don't get a thousand thingy uh, likes, take it down, do another one, put a different filter on it and do it again. Like, or like mold their bodies in there. Yeah. What's all that about? Yeah. But we're not allowed to talk about that because now you're body shaming. How about we can say that that's weird? You're allowed to say it's weird? Mm. Be normal. But the world is heading into a, like, it's going to be sensitive. Like, you can't say It's going to be thing, sensitive, yeah. but it's not going to be real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now what we're saying to kids is the Barbies and the action men that you look at, that's how you've got to look. And if you don't do that, you're less than. You're weird, basically. You're less than. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not as good as that. That's, that's not normal. That's no, not. That's not normal. And all this participation award, that's why Mrs. I get shouted at all the time. My kid comes for, third or fourth in sports day. You're not taking that participation award. You're lost. Because when you go that. to the real world and you apply for a job and there's one job and somebody else gets it, they don't go, oh, thanks very much for that, mate. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll get you on the next one, yeah? <laughs> we'll, give you a little, we'll give you a little yeah. check. For we'll we'll give you part. £500. Thanks for applying. <laughs> you got to win. Yeah, facts. Now, you don't have to be an arsehole when you win. That's down to the parents to guide. But there's certain things that we're going away from that are just going to make everything now just be like, fake and weird and everyone's that's not me being an old timer that's just me having standards and morals how many people do you know on your instagram are friends that you've known for a long time that you've muted on instagram i've got 50 of them people that i know that i know that person at home is cool yeah. but me and that person on instagram i can't follow them because it'll make me dislike you because you talk shit and i know the life you're living ain't that life yeah so why why are you presenting that who are you trying to impress exactly and if you if you do that for likes, what will you sell me down the river for further down the line? Facts. So I'll just mute you 
He taught me how to mute people. I was, I was getting in trouble for unfollowing them. But I was just unfollowing. I don't want to see it. Yeah. And that's, again, that's okay. Because that's my social media. It's my time. That's what I want to look at and what I want to see. Yeah. I don't have to like every picture of you and your six-year-old picture that looks like shit. I don't care. Do you get what I mean? Okay, great. I'm get, I get you. I still unfollow. I don't do the mute. Just unfollow. No, mute's, mute's easier for less headache. Algorithm thing. Like if, they yeah. don't, if you don't like them enough, they won't pop up. So it's all good. Okay, see, I, I'm not that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not that uh, technologically advanced, but it's just, it's that, honestly, I feel passionately about it because something I'm doing recently now with kids in schools, and that is like the school system set up in like 1976, the current curriculum. Mm. What from 1976 is transferable into today's world? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. So why is it not been changed? Why are kids learning about algorithms and all of this stuff, but not learning about coding? when the two now are intertwined to make what we all live on. Yeah, facts. Which is this. Facts. Do you know what I mean? No yeah. one talks about engineering. Engineering made this. But let's go and do, you know, history. <laughs> when no one does it anymore, just, just Google it. No, I hear that. I hear that. So, yeah, I, I feel passionate about it because, again, I got kids and that and I want them to have a good life, lead a good life, but not just get caught up in this sucker shit, really. With your kids, yeah, um, how are you going to handle bringing up your sons mm -hmm. in this knife crime era and all of this? Are you going to put them in a bubble or are you going to just make them street smart? Like, what's your... No, I don't, I don't want my kids to be street smart. Because to be street smart, you have to go through street shit. You, it's all right me telling you yeah. and going, oh, do you know, worry about that guy there. But if you're oblivious to it, you're still going to be oblivious. You have to go through it and lived it to be a certain level of street smart. Um, I hope my kids live in a bubble. It's totally honest with you. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I want to do. I can't um, can't get away from the fact that knife crime exists, same way it has done for years. Mm. So, um, I think the danger now, again, with social media, is that they're they're exposed to so much more than they usually would be. Yeah, that's the danger. Um, it's it's a tough one. It is a tough one because I see it from both sides of the coin. I know, or for, for PR purposes, I, I used to know people that would carry knives and guns, whatever. We all have been in that environment. Mm. And you understand why they do it. But I also believe if you carry, you're, you're putting yourself in a mindset that you're willing to do something with it. Yeah. So I would always encourage like people to get their kids into like self-defense, boxing, mixed martial arts, whatever it might be. But then at the same time, it comes down to the parenting and the grounding because if my my kid is a good boxer, that doesn't mean he's not going to be a bully. Yeah. It doesn't mean yeah. he's not, now he knows how to fight. He's not going to use that to his advantage to, to gain uh, other things and manipulate. So main thing is about parenting. Knife crime, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon because, yeah. again, people might think I'm a sellout. I'm just getting older. The ramifications for it aren't, aren't bad enough aren't bad enough so if you're going to do say five years for carrying yeah you're only going to do two and a half that doesn't scare people and the thing is with that the world moves you don't so when you come out you're still on the same shit you're on and mentally you're behind yeah i'm not we've all got friends who are like that yeah friends that have gone at the age of 22 23 30 years old now still act like 20 year olds still act like babies yeah and what that then does is creates divides within that but you know, if you want to dig a little bit deeper to that person, he's failed. There's more social pressure than normal. 
Sorry. It's more social pressure than normal now because he thinks he's behind. All his friends are ahead. Yeah. Now he can't go get a job because he's got five year sentence behind him. And even if he could get a job, that job's 20 grand a year, 30 grand a year, let's say. But his friends might be making that a week. Yeah. And he's already five, six years behind. So this slow money now looks even slower than it already was. So like, look at the social pressure that we're now putting on this person to deliver. It's dangerous. Yeah. But I, we're I, all I, creating I, it. Because again, with Instagram, we're showing you the car we're in. Might not even be our car. I could take a picture in his car today and everyone think I'm the man. And it's not even my car. Yeah. No one even cares anymore to see the substance behind it. They want to see like, what are you doing? What have you got? How many people are posting pictures of like Jordans and Yeezys and lubes and are living in their mum's spare room and not paying mum rent, but you've got six, seven, eight hundred pounds worth of trainers upstairs? It's mad. <laughs> it's mad. <laughs> but that's mad, the world yeah. we live in? It is, yeah. So yeah. So to answer the question, I will try and shout at my kids as much as possible. And I don't care if people think that's like me being unrealistic. My kids go to private school. They don't know anything mm. about stabbings and sheffings and all of this stuff unless they hear it on rap music yeah yeah it's gonna say that yeah that's all that's all they know it on i i heard my son i won't name who he was listening to listen to someone in the car the other day and i was like do you even know what he's saying <laughs> nah but it sounds good though <laughs> and then yeah. i broke it down to him and he's like you can see him like mortified do you know what i mean like yeah. but that's me as a parent i'm not going to stop you from listening to music because that's what everyone in his school is listening to the new kid generation of like little something or other all littles now anyway little dirt little turk little whoever it might be i sound like my dad but, um they all do that who, who am i to stop him from listening to that because i was listening to eminem at 12 13 yeah grew up on g unit too bad like that that was all for an age profile that was above my age but i was told as a kid a you can't swear in front of your mom and b that stuff that they're talking about if you ever do it i'll mash you up so Facts. do you Facts, know what I mean? Yeah. So the, the parenting and the, the way I was raised on it made me understand that this is just music. Now there's a blurred line again, what we're coming back to. Like, do they really do that? Is that what's really happening? Yeah. Actually, if I go on YouTube, I can see that this, this, and this happened. If I go on TikTok, I can see that that happened. We, we weren't exposed to that. Yeah. Our parents' word was, was enough. Facts. Thank you for coming on, man. That was no an problem. amazing story. Had me lost for words, but yeah, we'll man. We'll do a just... part two. Defo, defo. When you, when you get blue ticked, I'll do part two. <laughs> Inshallah. That's soon, man. Hopefully soon, soon, soon. No, thank you. Guys. Nah, no worries, man. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, quick fire round. Um, Favourite player? What is this? All time or right now? All time. Oh. Or right now? Up to you. R9. R9? <laughs> R9. Um, most skillful player you faced? I'm going to give him credit because I don't think he gets enough credit. Raheem Sterling. Yeah? Mm. Uh, Favourite pre-match meal? Beans on toast. Biggest adrenaline rush you've had in football? Um, scoring the, the penalty semi-final against Wolves in the last minute. Decent. Uh, what's your superstition before a game? I don't have one. No? Just... I generally don't have one. No. Um... Probably listen to some old school hip hop. 
um, worst trainer, but best on a match day? One of the top five. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of them. Oh, worst trainer, but best on a match day. Great question. Ben Foster. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, most embarrassing moment? On a football pitch? In life? Fuck. Uh, most embarrassing moment? Most embarrassing moment? I took a shit on a golf course. What's <laughs> 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 your initiation song? Uh, I did Trey songs. Um, I can't remember what it was like. Trey songs are fabulous. I forget the name of it. Okay. Um, any regrets? <laughs> yeah, fuck loads, but <laughs> no, nah, I, I honestly don't regret anything. I am where I am today because of everything I've done. So I'm not. I don't regret shit now. I enjoy it all. I get in trouble. I don't mean to offend. Try and be a better person every day. So I don't. I don't regret nothing. Nah, thank you, man. Thank you for coming on.